0: Hello, welcome, Kingdom Ambassadors. This is your uh, chairman, Pastor Milton Herrick, Culture Transformation Network. And uh, if you joined us on Facebook Live, we recently had a Zoom call uh, with Naima Jefferson and Marcus, Herring talking about how to set students up for success, especially talking about the education mountain or the (laughs) sphere of influence. And I wanted to share with you today, just a follow-up conversation, um, Naima Jefferson, who's back on with us, who is an educator herself and lots of years of experience, uh, whether it's in a public school, also homeschool. Um, and wants to share some more insights to that conversation. So I thank you for joining us today. Naima, thanks for joining us.
1: Oh my gosh, thank you so much. Thank you.
0: So what was it out of that when we had our initial Zoom call? What what triggered something more in depth that maybe you wanted to share with us today?
1: Well, um, you know, we had talked a little bit about for parents just kind of that, just such a shift in our, our nation within education and and also just kind of all that's going on uh, the conversation that we had in the zoom meeting. And so the next morning when I woke up, um, it was just kind of, I was just pondering that. And one of the things that, um, that, that, uh, I believe the Holy spirit brought back to my memory was there was a time um, a few years ago when I was homeschooling, I was working full time and um, just trying to kind of make a shift in life. And it was just a really hectic time. And, um, you know, I just really felt overwhelmed. Like a lot of us are probably feeling right now and, and my prayer time. And I I say, quote, my, I'm using air quotes to say prayer time because it was really my complaint to God time. Mm. Um, because rather than praying, I was really just kind of, um, telling God all the things I was frustrated with, Mm. which, you know, and and not even in a praise way, I was, um, really just kind of having a pity party and I invited him and, um, one of the things that I remember clearly hearing him say, and one of my frustrations was I was going through, I've got to clean the house and I've got to cook and I've got to, um, you know, I've got to do all this thing. And I was just listening to all these things that I, I got to do all this and it's not fair. Why do I have to do this? And one of the things that the, the Lord, when, and when I got to, and I've got to homeschool my children and he paused me right there. And he said, no, you get to homeschool your children. Mm, that's good. All right. And, and, I remember out of all my frustration just pausing and I began to repeat that, I get to homeschool my children as opposed to I have to homeschool. And just that switch in in those few words, it went from this being a burden and this being something that is now added to my litany of things that I've got to accomplish. um, It instead became something that I saw as a benefit and a blessing and as a triumph and he begins and, and I think that's when I shifted in my heart about working with my children at home and I think that's the time when I became a full-fledged homeschooling parent because I understood that I get to speak to my children and I get to encourage their thinking and I get to inform them of Um, the ways that I would like them to think as opposed to hoping someone else does it. And so just that switch and switching from I have to to I get to was a whole new revelation for me. And so, and thinking about what's uh, happening in our country, and I don't know if you, you know, if if people are following the news, I'm probably watching way more than I should. Um, our, Our country is pretty much upside down. I mean, you know, I'm a I'm a history teacher, so I've studied history, and I mm-hmm. and I've never in my I was just telling someone, I've never in in anything you study seen this much, um I'll just call it I call it chaos just this mm-hmm. much happening at one time. You know, we've had economic crises before, yes. we've had racial crises before, we've right. had political differences before, but to have oh and oh, not oh I didn't even mention the pen uh, a worldwide pandemic, right? All that and so none of that is new. No, um, trust me, in history, you'll find times for all of that. But when it's all happening at the same time, yeah. That's not that's not heard of before. And so part of my prayer time the other day and something that I thought is. Maybe what God is saying is that we as believing parents that this is a time for us to bring our kids in closer. Maybe that's why he shut down for a lot of us. The option of dropping our kids off is because it's really a time for us as parents to really impart and strengthen our kids because we're never going to be the same. It's normal. Mm -mm. And so this is a good time to really inject into our children a boost of who we need them to be when they are, when they do have to venture back out. And so that was just on my heart in terms of, even with my own children is um, really taking this time serious and building their character up and building their, um, just how they view themselves in the world in which we live in. That's not something a school can do. So that's up to us as parents. And for us as parents who are believers, that takes on a whole different, Sorry, that's my security guard. <laughs> <laughs> he, he is well. He is well worth his, his kibble. All six pounds of them. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. So that was that was just something that was on my heart to to really just stop and, and ponder um, as a parent, and to maybe share with some other parents who who you know just be maybe sitting back and and are kind of. Overwhelmed right now that this could just be a time that God's calling us as parents to, to pause and to really inject into our families and our kids.
0: I think that's such a great, great point, and uh, I, I thank you for sharing that, Naima, because I, I believe uh, when, when coronavirus started and then you know we had the, the, the social unrest going on. Rah! That it's all an opportunity. I, I said in the beginning, this is an opportunity. A lot of people saw it as, like, I'm crushed, it's a defeat, mm-hmm. you know, it's a change, I'm, my life is ruined. Like, no, this is a great opportunity. And oh, it's yeah. an opportunity that uh, we as believers, those that really want to transform culture uh, from that kingdom perspective, is an opportunity. Like you said, do we... We education is an extension of our family, not Absolutely. necessarily. As it's a replacement for something that, you know, we we for so long allowed the education system just to kind of take our kids. You take, yep, them, you yep. know, and you yep. make sure they they they're going, they're raised right. You make sure <laughs> yeah. they learn everything they can learn, and then, yeah. and then I would just reap the benefits of maybe I'll feed them every yeah. once in a while, you know, not yeah. explain. Yeah. No.
1: Oh, uh, yeah, very true. And, and the sad part is that as I've literally heard parents say um, from eight to three, they're yours. No, right. <laughs> no, they're always yours.
0: Right. Exactly. It,
1: uh, no, absolutely.
0: And so this is, so you're saying that, yeah. so the opportunity I hear you saying is that now they're back in the home and, and, and God has opened up that door for really us <sighs> to have an impact as parents, not just that, like you said, Oh man, I have to do this versus mm-hmm. I get to do this. And yeah, it can be a challenge. And isn't life about struggles and overcoming challenges anyways? Isn't that what you we know, do? Isn't that what I, we do?
1: <laughs> I called a friend of mine. So my children are uh, let's see, almost thirteen. She'll be thirteen in a week. And my son is eleven. So I have a friend of mine. Her uh son is five years older than mine. And my, oh gosh, our kids must have been about four or five years old. So her son at the time was about 10. I called her up one day and I was so mad. And I was like, why didn't you tell me this was this hard? Why didn't you tell me? I thought it was all about coochie coo. I, I was ready for the, the cuddles and the hugs. Yeah. But, but nobody told me parenting is, it is if you're going to you, do it right, it's work. Now, mm-hmm. if you're not going to do it right, then, you know, but it's work. I don't care if your child's the most amazing, most obedient, most loving child in the world. It's work. It's really a job. So you've already signed up for the hardest job you have.
0: Right. Right.
1: <laughs> you're just adding one more. You're really only adding one more line to it. And we've been educating our kids anyway, for, for the most part, if you're doing it. So now it's just a matter of kind of, all right, what else, am I, what, else do, what else do I need you to learn? Right. Yeah, and, and also I want to encourage parents too. Don't just look at school curriculums and follow them and march down them, okay? Because, and this is something I've always grappled with as a formerly educated educator. Yeah. Um, and being a Christian and being a parent who's also African-American and looking at curriculums and realizing that they don't always reflect uh, the reality that my children are going to grow up in.
0: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
1: Right? And so that's always been kind of that conflict for me as an educator, you know. Um, and and, and I, I would sit in classrooms with my, my high school students, and I'm teaching them French philosophy, but they've got real problems here today that haven't been dealt with. Right. You know, and I always say, you can't teach a hungry child. You just can't. You can't teach a child that's hungry for something, whether it's love, whether it's food, whether it's security. You can't teach a hungry child. So- what the, what's happening is our states and each of our states looks very different in how they write the curriculum, but nine times out of 10, what's being written is what the powers that be over that state have mm. decided is the most right. important thing to teach. That right. may not agree with what in your house is the most important thing to teach.
0: Right. So
1: right. again, this may be a time for us to really just <sighs> impress upon our kids who and what we need—we need them to be. Right. And who and what God needs them to be.
0: Amen. Amen to that. I, I will. I will agree with that. I, just a quick story. You know, my son was in second grade, and obviously the uh, uh, South Bay, we in Torrance, California, California schools, and now we're living in Utah. But there are some things being taught um, in the um, his early years of um, not only being taught, but he was being labeled um, again. Um, mm-hmm. as a certain type of student, um, and uh, we yep. weren't uh, obviously agreeing on that and knowing what God has called him to do and and uh, the life that he lives, and, and so we made a decision. We took him out of public school and put him in homeschool, and we were not, I don't think, re- really equipped or ready, but we learned with him along the way, and we grew mm-hmm. in that, that role um, from third grade on up to a freshman in high school. Um, but yeah. uh it takes it, it some time. But like you're saying, it's like, you know, there's there's things you really have to know. Like even in this yeah. point in time, this is a really great deciding factor for believers um in the education system to know, hey, is which way are we going with this? And yeah. and, and how can we truly have an impact on our children's lives and setting those those other students even as like you said as teachers yeah. not necessarily seeing them as students as not only seeing them as students but seeing them as individual as people and yes. and little humans yeah. I guess and uh, yeah. and uh and I think that's yeah. important to understand
1: and to educate you know one of the things that um that I look at with my own children again is the education of the whole child you know how do I uh, yes, I do want you to know uh, how to multiply and divide. Those things are very important. But even more than that, I want you to see yourself as a growing and caring individual in this mm, society. That's good. You know? Yeah. And I mean, like you said, those labels that are unfortunately put on to a lot of our students. You know, I was talking to, um, to another mom and uh, her son comes to our learning center. And I remember when I first met this young man, I met him in the fifth grade. He was... Um, I, I can't put it politely. He was just kind of lazy. You know, mm-hmm. he was just lazy. He did bare minimum of work. And, you know, and if you he just didn't really stretch himself. Right. And the teacher and me was had just kind of laughed because I'm looking at this kid and I'm like, I know this kid is intelligent. Like we had these amazing conversations, but he was not that that amazingness was not transcending to his actual work. Mm-hmm. So for most of our kids, when they're in school. Um, that's a C student and the teacher would never really push them or do anything more than that. Mm. So fast forward and here this kid is. Um, he's now this is his freshman year in high school and he's taking college level courses. Wow. Because all we kept doing as a as a whole is working with the child as an individual. We see who you are, we see your potential. Let me show you what you actually said because what you said didn't match the paper. Let's make it match. And we constantly, because we had that time because we didn't have 42 other students to work with. We had maybe six. That's a whole different relationship because we're able to build those relationships. And his mom and I were talking and she was just like, I know that if he was in school, he would never think he could do it. He would never have the confidence. Right. You know, And I look at my daughter. My daughter's the same way. My daughter's 12 years old. She's very quiet. She likes to hide. So her in a public school setting, she's easy to overlook. She'll mm-hmm. hide as long as you let her. Mm-hmm. And so she's very easy to overlook. And my daughter is now in her, she's 12. She'll be 13 next week. She's in her second college level course. Wow. She's taking high school courses. And again, I know that had she been in a different environment, that's not something she would have pushed herself or been encouraged to do. Awesome. And so so just those things right there, just having knowing your child the way that you do, it is such a difference from expecting someone else, a stranger, to now um, educate your child, especially during these trying times. There's there's just too much happening, and our kids have a lot of questions and they're hard to answer. And I was just thinking for myself, I don't know if I want anyone else giving my kids fake answers. I'd rather someone say, I don't know, than to give my child a biased answer right now.
0: Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. I think um, those that are listening today really understand um, and and really, really not only just listen to your, your children, but know what God's guiding you to yeah. towards them. And uh, don't, and don't steer away from that, no matter what the world may say. Our education, so we love, we're, I, we appreciate the education system here in America and, uh, and what it, what it provides for our children and the future that it provides for so many. And I'm grateful for all the teachers and administrators that do give mm-hmm. their time and service and chooses as a passion and calling. And as even as a career, um, we thank you for that. But even this, during this time, this pandemic time, that there's opportunities that uh, we are given right now and it's not over for us to take a stand no matter how old they are it could be kindergarten preschool middle school high school there's still opportunity and and chances for us as 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 parents and as those that are guardians or relatives as uh, aunts uncles grandparents to really continue to raise raise the children because it does take a village and uh, i just want to thank you for sharing sharing your, your story today naima and uh, and your testimony
1: as well so thank you Thank you. I appreciate the time. Thank you, and I hope it encourages someone's heart.
0: It does, and it will, and it will, and I appreciate that. Thanks, everyone. Appreciate you joining us today. We'll have more chats like this uh, going forward because I think it's really needed uh, as as this is really as a moving. I wouldn't say a moving target, but it is. It's it's great It's moving. And uh, every day is a different day, full of challenges. Um, But we do know this. As believers, those that are willing to transform culture, we give it over to God and allow him to guide us throughout our day. Tomorrow, tomorrow, and yesterday is already gone. So uh, thank you so much for today, everyone, for your time and attention. Visit us at ctnglobal.org. find out more about us there Uh, but thank you Naima Jefferson as you continue to be a resource for our education community here on CTN. Thank you. Thank you. God bless. Hey, Kingdom community, wanted to let you know on every fourth Thursday of the month, fourth Thursday of the month, we hold a Facebook Live of Transform, we call it Transformation Thursdays. We do some teaching, we do some inspiration. Um, We gather community together to give us specific insights on different cultures and mountains that we face in our world today. I want you to join us on Facebook Live every fourth Thursday, 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m pacific standard time go to to the facebook page at atkog click the like button and follow you'll get a notification when we are live god bless you thanks for joining today